It is Crossover Thursday, and on today's show, we are going to be joined by Sayer Bettinger of Lockdown Broncos. And one of the biggest storylines going into this one is can Brandon Staley beat the coach that was publicly going after his job? You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, you know what day of the week it is. It is Thursday, which means it's Crossover Thursday. And today I'm super excited about this one. Obviously, an AFC West matchup. Divisional games always carry a little bit more weight. And I get to do it with one of my favorite hosts on the network. Here with Sarah Bettinger today because it is Locked On Chargers, Locked On Broncos, Crossover Thursday. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate seeing you. Yeah, always love seeing you, Daniel, and say hi to David for me, or maybe I will in a few weeks here. The Broncos have a couple matchups with the Chargers here late in the season, so always good to get a chance to chat. Always love seeing your Antonio Gates jersey, too, by the way. That's, man, if I ever was to go with a division rival jersey to hang up behind me, it would be that powder blue. I mean, I can't do that, but if I ever, if I ever did, you know, you know how it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess mine would probably be Champ Bailey. I was a big Champ Bailey guy. Hated to love him, loved to hate him, whatever one it was. He was a a baller. But, uh, yeah, I mean, very fitting for this matchup because Antonio Gates will be inducted into the Chargers Hall of Fame on Sunday. So, definitely some tie-ins there. But today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash NFL. Use the code all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. So, hey, Sarah, I mean, this is a good matchup, and I think two teams kind of trending in opposite directions here. You know, maybe the Chargers can kind of build off of a 6-0 performance against the Patriots. I know Chargers fans are hoping for, but at the same time, I do think there are a lot of interesting storylines between this team, these two teams. So when you're talking about what the biggest storyline is for you, for the Broncos going into this matchup, where would you go? You know, I think for the Denver Broncos this week in week 14, it's kind of crazy to think based on where they were last year at this time, but it's really, can you get back into the playoff race? The Broncos are ninth in the AFC right now, obviously suffered a pretty major setback with a loss against Houston last weekend. And that was a tough blow because, man, it would have got you to four and four in AFC play, would have got you a key tiebreaker over somebody that you're competing against. But can you bounce back this week against the Chargers, a division rival like we talked about? and really find a way to get back in that playoff race and keep yourselves relevant. And I think for Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, it's a lot about getting those two guys on the same page. 0 for 11 last week on third downs for the Broncos. They didn't execute well in the red zone. So communication between those two guys and then from Russell relaying whatever Sean Payton is calling, it's going to be fascinating to see how that goes this week after sort of an offensive debacle in Houston last week. I know they only lost by five points, but it might have been a little bit worse than it looked on the scoreboard when you talk about just actual offensive production. So very interested to see if those two things play out. Yeah, I mean, 0 for 11 is pretty staggering. Yeah, that's that's a pretty low number, right? But I, I mean, and I think going off of that too, you know, for the Chargers, who are basically, I guess, I guess house money, you know, not really. I mean, because the playoffs are such a long shot for them at this point, they basically have to win out. But this is a team they play two more times this season. So like this is, how they play this weekend is going to have a lot to do with how confident Chargers fans are that, hey, maybe this team can make some noise down the stretch. And I will go off of that, though, with the whole Sean Payton, 
Russell Wilson thing because I think one of the underlying kind of storylines in this game is the Chargers potentially playing the guy that got away to a certain extent, right? Sean Payton was heavily rumored to be very interested in coaching Justin Herbert and the Chargers potentially, but they decided to go with Brandon Staley in 2023, even after the heartbreaking playoff loss to the Jaguars at the end of 2022. So that's interesting because I think, you know, for the Chargers, they're getting a firsthand look at it. So how would you kind of assess at this point in the season, now that we are in week 14, how that has gone? How happy are you with the hiring of Sean Payton? And how has he kind of righted the ship after such a rocky start? Yeah, I think he's honestly one of the best coaches the Broncos have ever had. I know that the results are they're six and six right now. That seems kind of like an you know hyperbolic statement to really sure. make, but you can see the dramatic turnaround that's taking place just from the way that players are carrying themselves. The the team seems to have built in itself a little bit of a margin for error finally to where in previous years, you know, you just didn't have any room to make mistakes. And we saw them make plenty of mistakes against Minnesota, Buffalo. I mean, even if you go back to that Kansas City game that they that really got this winning streak, not started, but really into the playoff discussion. And I think that you go back to all these different games and you look at, man, they have built a little bit of margin for error for themselves. And I think that's a sign of good coaching. The The penalties are down. The players individually and collectively, you see the player development. You see just the, the total culture change from maybe it's just the fact that it's so shockingly different, right, from yeah. what what they had with Nathaniel Hackett. But I think Sean Payton, his track record has proven itself over time. And we're really seeing in Denver all of these things sort of slowly take place. We're seeing, obviously, a, a bit of a resurgence from Russell Wilson. Still plenty of debate around that. But, I mean, sure. much better, once again, than what we saw last year. So there's definitely been a lot of really tangible differences that we've seen from this Broncos team. And I think it's just you have that experience at the head coach position. You have a guy who's been there, done that, who knows how to uh, how to coach player. You, you hear the term players coach all the time, right? But, like, yeah. what is that really mean to me it means that it's somebody that your players respond to and that players get better and they they play for they win for and Sean Payton has definitely been that for the Broncos so I think Broncos country overall very excited with what he's brought to the table and I think one of the places you can see those tangible differences right or you know just the tangible parts of having an experienced head coach like that is someone who is not going to be rattled by the moment, right? Someone who's going to be able to keep a level head during late game situations, right? And that is for the Chargers somewhere that they've really been hurt. Tons of three score or three point losses they have so far this season. I think on the field, it's going to be about the Chargers rushing attack because that is, if you're trying to find a weakness on this Denver Broncos defense, that's where you're going to go, right? Giving up 5.2 yards per carry. And the Chargers have been terrible at running the football. I mean, they have eclipsed 100 yards once in their last six games. One of the reasons people were most excited originally about bringing in Kellen Moore, who was the Chargers kind of splash hiring this offseason, was because of what that Dallas Cowboys rushing attack looked like, right? So I think when you're going into this game, going up against a team that has that kind of obvious fall, like it feels like if it doesn't happen this week, it's not going to happen at all. So that's going to be one of the things I'm looking at most closely. Yeah, you want to see uh, the Broncos kind of find a way to to stop that bleeding a little bit because even though the defense has turned things around in this you know six game stretch, seven game stretch, they have been bad against the run. I mean, against Buffalo, almost cost them the game. Against Minnesota, yeah. almost cost them the game. So they've been sort of a get right team for a few you know that they've had <laughs> even amidst this winning streak uh, in the running. The Chargers game. will so, be their get right team this week. Don't worry about it. The Chargers right, have been the, right. the get right team all season. <laughs> 
that would be a change of, you know, it would be interesting to be in that seat for once. It feels like the Broncos are always <laughs> the team that somebody's getting healthy against or that somebody's, you know, getting right against them. But I think definitely you you make a great point. It's an opportunity for the Chargers to exploit an area of Denver's defense that, I mean, aside from Houston last weekend, which was pretty darn good, aside yeah. from that game, it's hard to pinpoint any one matchup they've had this year where they've really excelled against the run. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the Chargers, they're kind of at an all-time low. I mean, last week, 24 carries for 29 yards, and that's just about as brutal as you're going to see in an NFL game at you know, at this level. So, like, I think that for them, that'll be a big part of it. And I also think Justin Herbert using his legs and helping try to ignite the Chargers running game will be big because they're really only positive and efficient kind of rushing performances as far as just the raw totals have come and Justin Herbert's having, you know, his second and third career highs in rushing yards. And that has been something that when the offense breaks down with the lack of experience they have at receiver and some other big time positions on offense, that's been what's bailed them out at times is Justin Herbert using his legs. Feels like another game where that's going to be a big part of the game plan and a big part of their success if they are going to find it on Sunday against the Broncos. But there are a lot of really good matchups in this game. And one of the ones I'm looking at most closely for sure is Patrick Sertan versus Keenan Allen because for me that's two premier playmakers and the whole Chargers offense as much as it goes through Justin Herbert a big part of that engine is Keenan Allen so if Pat Sertan can shut him down on Sunday the Chargers are going to have rough sledding I think against this Denver Broncos defense so we're going to get that into that and all the rest of the biggest matchups coming up right after this First, though, I do need to tell you guys that these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, because LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I think the Broncos are you know, feeling that, making the right hire. They know a little bit about that hiring Sean Payton. The Chargers are facing a little bit of buyer's remorse, I think, right now with Brandon Staley. But with LinkedIn, they're going to get you the best qualified candidate and I think it's the quality of the candidates that really sets them apart right anyone can get an interview anyone can receive a resume with LinkedIn you're getting the best candidate and especially at the end of the year when you're trying to finish your year strong you want to make sure you have the right fit you want to make sure that the person coming onto your team is going to get along with everyone and bring all the skills to the table that they need to that's why LinkedIn is rated number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Sayer, so I want to get into the biggest matchups in this one. I think there's really a lot of places you can go. I kind of touched on Keenan Allen versus Pat Sertan, which we can get into, but very interested to what, you know, from your perspective, where you think the biggest matchups are for this big game. Yeah, I'm definitely looking at that matchup and I know we're going to we're going to break that one down. I'm also looking at another matchup though when the Broncos are on offense with Jerry Judy at the wide receiver position. Sean Payton kind of came out early in the week and made some I guess you could say surprisingly candid comments about Jerry Judy getting left open on a number of plays in in the particularly the game against Houston, but kind of sounded like he may have meant almost weekly where he said there's two or three plays where you got you know the option to go to him and it's not happening. So kind yeah. of a little call out from Sean Payton to quarterback Russell Wilson there. 
but you get the sense based on him saying that that it, I don't know if necessarily he's going to force feed Jerry Judy, but you kind of sure. get the sense that they're going to make sure that Judy is involved in the offense. And I know Judy's had he, he had arguably the worst game of his career against the Chargers, and he's had some success as well. But man, I think that that's a matchup to watch this week. Whoever is covering Jerry Judy. And that's a player that I think is going to be instrumental to the Broncos' success in the passing game. Now, Cortland Sutton's having a good season, things like that, and you expect him to get his his targets. But I think Jerry Judy will be a bit of a focal point in this game against the Chargers, especially after what Sean Payton said on Monday to the media. It makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I think, you know, when you're talking about coaching and, and kind of how coaches work and things like that, right? Like, it seems like kind of through the media – Sean Payton saying, hey, this dude's been open and, and Russell Wilson hasn't been throwing him the football, right? right? At least from the outside looking in. And it would be interesting. I mean, you'd have to think, hey, maybe he's not just force-fed targets, but you have to think that he's going to be taking a closer look at how open he is. And it feels like Jerry Judy against the Chargers had a bunch of big drops against him in the past. I mean, his route running is going to get him open against the Chargers corners. And especially with Michael Davis getting benched earlier this season, he was replaced by Dean Leonard. Dean Leonard has a foot slash heel injury this week and hasn't practiced as far as Wednesday goes so far this week. So is Michael Davis going to be back in the game? Is he going to get a lot of matchups with Asante Samuel Jr.? The Chargers secondary has been one of their biggest weaknesses. They've been more connected the last couple of weeks against the Ravens and obviously a depleted Patriots offense. But I think that is a huge matchup in this one, especially if this is kind of a, you know, hey, we're going to make a point to get Jerry Judy the football in this game. So on the flip side of that, Keenan Allen versus Pat Sertan. I mean, I think Patrick Sertan II has obviously established himself as one of the best cornerbacks, not just young cornerbacks, but best cornerbacks in the league. I mean, if you're talking about guys you would take from other teams in the AFC West, he'd be very, very high up on that list. And he gets to go up against Keenan Allen. And Keenan Allen has really had a career renaissance this year. I mean, he's been able to stay on the field, and that's number one as far as him, you know, in his entire career, right? When he's out there, he's been good. This year, he's taken it to another level where he's on pace for like 1,700 receiving yards at the age of 31. So he's been absolutely fantastic. The problem is, though, is when Keenan Allen doesn't have a good game, the Chargers offense typically doesn't have a good game. And that's why I'm looking at this matchup so closely because the rest of the guys haven't stepped up. Quentin Johnston was having his best game of the year last week, and then he had a crucial drop on a third and 12. And that's unfortunately been the storyline with him. You know, is a little bit of good. And then, you know, one step forward, two step back kind of thing. But nobody else in this Chargers receiving core has been able to step up and fill the void when it's not Keenan Allen. So that's why I think that matchup is crucially important. Yeah, it really is. And we saw last weekend, even with the Houston Texans missing Tank Dell for the majority of that game, they were still able to find Nico Collins to the tune of almost, I think, 180, 190 yards, something That's like crazy. that. Just a really big game for him. And so, of course, you you see the Broncos match up Pat Sertan against top receivers throughout the season. And, and we've seen him have some success doing that. But we've also seen teams like I anticipate with Keenan Allen, as is typical in matchups against Denver, We'll see him a lot in the slot where he'll be matched up against Jaquan McMillan. We'll see him get isolated uh, against, you know, Fabian Moreau on the other side at times right. where he's played pretty well this season. But man, you certainly expect Keenan Allen to be able to win those matchups. And it's going to be up to the Denver Broncos pass rushers, I think, to make sure that Justin Herbert has to accelerate that clock, especially when Keenan Allen is able to get that favorable matchup. And that's where the Broncos have been really interesting this season. They're, they don't have anybody that's racking up huge sack numbers like a Khalil sure. Mack who's leading the league, but they right. have guys that are 
you, you typically see guys get they get home in the pass rush, a quarterback like Justin Herbert, who's got great feet. He's athletic. He can get out of the pocket. Then you see those pass rushers like their pass rush is wasted because he just, you know, he, he made sure. a miss. Right. Yeah. And got out into open space, made a big throw on the run. The guys that the Broncos have this year, it's very, very interesting. They almost are better in that secondary pass rush where they they can get home. Uh, but when the play breaks down, Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, Baron Browning, they've got such good open field side to side speed that that's where I think this matchup becomes fascinating because Justin Herbert, to me, is one of the best players when it comes to getting out of the pocket, creating plays and finding guys like Keenan Allen. But can those Broncos pass rushers still accelerate the clock even when he's able to escape that initial pressure. I think that's going to be a really fun aspect of this matchup for when the Broncos are playing defense. How does Vance Joseph combat that? He's been sending unique blitz packages all season. How does he do that against a, a better quarterback in Justin Herbert than you, you've been facing most of the season? It's going to be fun to watch because I think obviously that that could leave Keenan Allen on an island against certain guys. And so you're, you can't help but wonder, what it, what is that going to look like with when the Broncos are on the field defensively, those pass rushers getting after him, can they get home? Yeah, I think it's a great point, especially with just the sheer athleticism of the Broncos pass rush, right? Because there's so much to being an edge rusher outside of just, you know, can you beat the guy in front of you? And I think being able to at least close down that space, right, between you and the quarterback, if he can get out of the pocket. And I think for Justin Herbert, it'll be a – Good point for him to, hey, at certain points, even if, you know, your offensive line hasn't been great, that you kind of got to trust your pocket and be able to step up in it and not try to break the pocket too early because of the guys they have there, right? And I think that'll be a big part of it. And I think the other thing here is as far as Vance Joseph and the blitz packages that he's bringing is that has been a key weakness for the Chargers so far this season is just being able to get those protections figured out, especially in big moments. I mean, you can go to any time the Chargers have been down three points late in the game Every one of those key moments, somebody's scheming up a free pressure, a free rusher against them, right? And, and I think that's going to be huge is can the Chargers offensive line be in sync, be able to pick up some of these exotic blitz packages that Vance Joseph is inevitably going to bring. And I think it'll be big on the other side for Khalil Mack, right? I mean, I think if you're talking about the motor of the offense being Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, the motor of the Chargers defense is easily Khalil Mack, like you talked about, 15 sacks this year. It's crazy because he didn't have any sacks until I think October 1st. So all 15 of those sacks have been since then. It started with a six sack game against the Raiders, which I know Chargers and Broncos fans can both appreciate, right? But ever since that, man, he's been on a tear. I mean, multiple sacks in three straight games. And the other part of it, the underrated part of it is just how good he is against the run. I mean, he's one of the elite edge defenders at defending the run in the NFL. He's been a monster Last week, he absolutely lit up Zeke Elliott, and just you see just the sheer power of this man and the sheer relentlessness of him. But again, kind of like the Keenan Allen effect where you say, if Khalil Mack doesn't have a good game, right, against, you know, maybe he gets matched up a lot with Mike McGlinchey, who's, I mean, been a little bit better, at least as far as not allowing sacks over the last five games, has given up a decent amount of pressures, but Garrett Bowles on the other side, both two guys who can have their, you know, games where they're really good in pass protection. If Khalil Mack doesn't have a good game, can the Chargers defense have a good game, right? Because their corners are not good enough in the back end where they're going to get a lot of coverage sacks or where they're going to be able to give a lot of time to the Chargers pass rushers not named Khalil Mack. So Khalil Mack's important, but those Denver Broncos pass rushers and how they try to deal with Justin Herbert's going to be crucially important as well. But 
what is it going to take to win this game? I think both teams could win this game. I think me and Sarah are both expecting a pretty close matchup in this one. And we're both very excited to watch it. So we're going to say what it will take for each of these teams in their path to victory in this one coming up right after this. First, I need to tell you guys, though, that if you've been stressing about the holidays, as we all have, you know, you talk to your friends and you're like, hey, have you gotten your Christmas presents yet? And everyone's like, no, I haven't, but I'm going to, I promise. But I have something that's going to help you out, right? Because I think I have the perfect gift that you can get for your friends and your family, and that is the Skylight Digital Picture Frame. Skylight is a touchscreen photo frame that you can send photos to straight from your phone. That means you don't have to plug something in and upload something onto an SD card. You can send it straight from your phone to the picture frame. You can be sitting across the living room and your picture frame will just start showing pictures that you just sent to it, right? It's super, super cool. And it gives that nice personal touch. I know for me, I have a pregnant wife for the Broncos fans that don't know that. My plan, I already ordered it. Get the ultrasound pictures on the skylight frame ready to go. And I think it's going to knock my so- my wife's socks off. And she doesn't watch the show. So I know I'm safe talking to you guys. This is a safe space from her. But this is also like catnip for grandparents. If you get your grandparents something, first of all, that's easy enough for them to use, which is not easy to do, right? But it already has some personalized touches to it. You're going to really, really be a hit this holiday season. So as a special limited time offer for our listeners, get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. When you go to skylightframe.com slash locked on to get that $15 off again. Go to Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com slash locked on. All right, it's time to get into what is going to take to win this matchup for each of these teams. I think we all know that both of these teams have been, you know, a little bit up and down at times this season. Me and you were joking before the, you know, show just like, who knows what version of these teams is going to show up? Because I think both of our fan bases can agree with that and just not knowing that. So I'm interested in what you think it's going to take for the Broncos to win. Because I know what I'm concerned about as a Chargers fan and the things that scare me going into this one. But I do want to tell everyone that Lockdown has also launched the first ever national 24-7 sports streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So, Sarah, it's time to talk about what's going to win this game when you're talking about the path to victory for this Broncos team. What does it look like? Well, I think they need to stay on schedule offensively. I think they need to be able to be better than 0 for 11 on third downs, first of all. But where does that yeah, start? Yeah, I think that starts yeah. with running the ball effectively, right? I mean, the, that's been when the Broncos are good this season. It's because they're having success running the ball and they're able to stay on schedule offensively. And Sean Payton was talking on Wednesday at his press conference about the fact that you go from maybe having 70 to almost 80 plays sometimes offensively if you're running the ball well, if you're able to stay on schedule back down to in the high 50s or low 60s. And the the difference of, of having those snaps offensively can potentially make or break an entire game for you. And we saw that happen against Houston where the Broncos not able to stay on schedule offensively. You have six of your first seven possessions in that game ending in a punt. And the seventh was a field goal. So really that's not sustainable in any way. I know a lot of people in Broncos country are saying, well, the the three to five turnovers a game isn't sustainable. And especially (laughs) against a team like the chargers that doesn't turn the ball over a ton, that's going to be probably accurate, right? So you need to be able to run the ball and keep Justin Herbert off the field as much as possible. But also 
convert those third downs, get into the red zone, convert in the red zone. You'd love to see the offense be perfect every week. That's never the case. But man, six out of seven of your your first seven drives in a game ending in a punt. I mean, that simply can't happen. And you're not going to even be in games as close as you were against Houston if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, it could be worse. You could have an entire game where the only thing that comes out of it is two field goals. And that's going to be definitely where my path to victory starts for the Chargers is just getting this offense back on track. I mean, I'd be talked about, you know, the Chargers and trying to figure out their running game, something that has disappeared all season. And I think as far as the Denver rushing attack, if you looked at just the numbers for the Chargers run defense this season, you'd say, hey, that's a, a unit that's much improved, a much better unit. And I would agree with that for the most part, but they've also given up 148 plus on the ground in three of their last four. So that's fading a little bit as the season goes on, especially against some of the better rushing teams like the Ravens, who would do that to a lot of teams, right? But it's more about the Chargers offense in this one because the defense has been playing well. I, I mean, I think even just allowing 20 points to the Ravens was a good defensive performance last week. You shut out the Patriots, which is kind of one of those things where you don't know exactly how good you should feel about it because you know, that's a Patriots team that doesn't always feel like it's trying to win, especially this time of year. And Bill Belichick's over here like, God, I might accidentally score a touchdown and win this game <laughs> is what it felt like from the outside. But like your defense only allowing 10 points per game over the last two games is awesome. And the Chargers fans, I'm sure, love that. The problem is, is your offense is only scoring eight points per game over the last two games, right? Which is a really, really big issue. So I think it starts with catching the damn ball like I mean that's been huge two of the last three weeks for the Chargers they've had six or more drops like last week it's six drives that are ending in drops and you wonder why you only have two scoring opportunities right so sometimes it's as simple as that but you also need to see the complimentary football as well because we've seen each of these sides of the ball get hot at certain points the problem is is the Chargers are allergic to playing complimentary football and you, what you don't want to see is the offense start to click again? And then it looks like the Lions game where you're losing 41 to 38, right? So I think for me, it's about this Chargers offense getting back on track against a team that's given up a ton of yards. Having to, you know, limit the takeaways will be huge because that has been a huge part of why this Broncos defense has been able to turn things around because they've been turning the ball over at a crazy rate. But for the Chargers, if, if you can't get this offense figured out, it's just not going to matter, Sarah. Right, exactly. And I think that's really the story for both teams in this game and whether or not they are relevant here in the next couple of weeks as far as the playoffs are concerned, right? Absolutely. Because, hey, I mean, Brandon Staley is coaching for his job. And I think obviously, while Sean Payton's not in the same conversation at this point, I think he said it before the season, you know, he was going to be ticked off if this Broncos team wasn't in the playoffs and and he's finding a way to get them back in the conversation. Well, once the Broncos are in the playoff conversation, I know it's been a long time for the this fan base, Daniel, but man, it, it's been a situation where like the fans don't know how to how to act about the team at this point. They, sure. they want to heap those expectations, but they're also waiting for the carriage to turn back into the pumpkin. So nobody yeah. knows whether or not it's legit. Nobody knows whether or not they're going to be able to actually finish the job. It kind of feels like the Broncos as a team with the season where it's at right now kind of feels like they're down by three points heading into the fourth quarter. And nobody knows whether or not to trust the team to, to finish the job and and complete and pull off the comeback. It's a great point, you know, if you're if you're looking at the season that way as if it was a game. I mean, I think the Chargers, the last thing they want to think about is being down late in the fourth quarter, down by three points, which is a pretty sad thing when you have Justin <laughs> Herbert as your quarterback, right? But I think for this game and with the kind of increased stakes in this game with, you know, basically the Chargers, 
you know, kind of keep the dream alive if they come win this game, right? And I think both of us expected to be close. The last time I checked, FanDuel had this as the Chargers as a two and a half point favorite. Um, my Friday show of Locked On Chargers, I don't think I'm going to pick them to win. You'll have to tune in to find out and make sure you're tuning in to the Friday episode of Locked On Broncos as well. But like, man, for them, it's like you can keep it alive and you could also kind of take it away from the Broncos, right? If you need that kind of little added incentive, it's like you can kind of pull the rug out from the Broncos right now, put them at six and seven, and like you control your destiny against the Broncos, a, a team that's ahead of you in the AFC wildcard race, right? So I think... This one's going to be ratcheted up. To me, Sarah, I mean, it feels like the Broncos are a little ahead of schedule. I mean, with the kind of rebuild and teardown that they had in the offseason, like I think it was always going to start a little slower. So I think even just being in the playoff hunt, playing meaningful games in December for them, even if it doesn't feel like that, feels a little ahead of schedule for me. And I think they're definitely heading in the right direction as much as it kind of gives me some acid reflux as it comes out of my mouth. I, I think, you know, the Broncos got a good thing and a good coach right there and the Chargers what you're going to think about this season is going to come down to how they perform and if they can actually get something going during these last five games. But I think lots of reasons to watch this this game coming up. I think a lot of reasons to watch Locked On Chargers and Locked On Broncos for the rest of the week. So thank you guys for checking out Crossover Thursday. It's definitely my favorite day of the week. I know we're both very much looking forward to this game. Make sure you're following and subscribing to both shows on YouTube and listening wherever you get your podcast from. You can go find Sayer Bettinger on Twitter at Sayer Bettinger. That's pretty easy. For me, you can find me on Twitter. We could just call it Twitter. We decided that a long time ago. We're not going yeah, with X. It's just agreed. too much to switch back and forth. It's just like, it's Twitter. You can find agreed. me at Dan Talk Sports. So thank you guys so much for checking it out. Make sure you guys check out all of the great stuff on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day.